Now, the title of our mission, the title of our sermon is The Mission, The Mess, and The Method, Healthy Finances in the Land of Milk and Honey. Now, I'm not saying that Wakanda is the land of milk and honey, but I'm not saying it isn't either. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I love Connect Group. I lead a, a Connect Group of uh, really amazing men. I've been in a connect group probably since high school, since 1995, somewhere there. And, um, you know, connect group is just the lifeblood of a healthy church. And so if you're not in a connect group, please get into one. But we always have a checkup in our connect group. And every single time we're talking about quiet times, how are your quiet times going? Are you spending time with the Lord? Um, ladies, we're always talking about ladies. So most of us are, are married. Some are looking to get into relationships. Uh, in fact, one guy uh, actually uh, had been praying. At the beginning of the year, we said, what are you trusting God for? And he said, two things, money and a lady. <laughs> so we're like, okay, we're praying with you, bro. And then, like about three months ago, he comes into Connect and he says, yeah, um, there's this lady. We went out. It was nice. And then, yeah, and then I went to visit my family. And we're like, whoa, 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 what was that? You, you, you went out with the lady, and then he says, yes. Um, and so I said to him, so what's next? I don't know. We're just friends. I said, bro, do you like her? Yes. Does she like you? Yes. Are you both in church? Yes. Did you not pray for a lady? Yes. What are you waiting for? And look, this guy is obviously is a mature Christian, and he's uh, just turned 40 and, and working. So, so he's in the right stage for a relationship. So that's the second thing that we're always talking about. But we're always talking about money as well. So, so we're always saying in connect group like ah you know times are tight or or shucks you know i've just been blessed with this bonus or this promotion um because you know there's three things that i believe that can hold us back from achieving all that god has for us it's when our close relationships are a mess or if, you know, there's health issues, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, the enemy can try and pull us back from our destiny from that. But also, if there's a tough time in the finances, if things are just a mess in that space, that can really pull us back. So that's why fin finances, money is such an important thing. And of course, Jesus uh, talked about finances all the time. Next slide, please. So... Our adventure this morning, um, remember Pastor Carol was preaching about the Israelites, and the Israelites had a mission. Their mission was to go to the, into the promised land and enjoy. I mean, when God took them out of Egypt, he said, go to a land that I will give you that you can worship me. So God is calling them into a place of intimacy and in a place of worship. But there was a mess, right? They were, they were giants. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. And you know what? That mess led to a whole generation dying in the desert. A whole generation who couldn't muster up the faith to say, God, we trust you. We believe in what you're doing. And we are going to take out those giants. And then the method, right? My message is the mission, the mess, and the method. The method was faith. So, so Joshua said, guys, God can do this. We can do this through God. And, and, 
And so Joshua and Caleb led the people 40 years later. I believe Joshua was 80 at that stage. So can we be the Joshua generation? Can we be the Caleb generation not in our 80s, right? Can we do it a little bit earlier than that? May we be the generation that takes hold of the promises of God. And not just for us, but for the next generation and for the nations. So our adventure this morning, uh, next slide please, is really our own financial freedom. So the mission here is that we would be blessed to be a blessing. Um, in, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, um, God says to Abraham, I, I will bless you that you might be a blessing to the nations, right? So, so Abraham's blessing was not just for himself, but it was for the blessing of the nations. But sometimes there's a mess, right? Sometimes we're not so blessed, and sometimes we're not such a blessing and so and so really our method today is well what does the bible say about healthy finances so next slide that is the mission we are like uh, the avengers going out to avenge we're on a mission and uh, genesis chapters uh, genesis 12 verse 3 sorry not one again the, the the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. I was sharing with um, Pastor Carol the other day that, that one, of my, one of my friends that's a full-time pastor is trusting to go study um, overseas and it's going to cost him 300,000 rand. And I was just like, Lord, I want to be that kind of guy, man, that just says, you need 300,000 rand to go study? The Lord's behind you. Here's the check. And, and, and I really believe that that's what God is is, is, is calling us to be, to be generous people that are on mission, that are in line with God's word to be a blessing to the nations. Next slide. So here's the mission, right? So the church has a general mandate. Do you want to move this out the way? Ah, thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Eh? <laughs> thank you, Pastor. Eh? So the church, the church has a general mission to bring heaven to earth. I mean, that's what Jesus taught us to pray. And part of that is financial. Um, look at Luke chapter 4, verse 16 to 21. You can open it up. Have a look at Luke. <laughs> Have a look at that. Um, Luke chapter 4, verse 16 to 21. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom. Can we just pause there? Jesus went to church, went to synagogue on the Sabbath, as was his custom. Let's make that our custom. Let's continue to do that. And, um, and, and the Bible says that he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Um, unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue fastened on him, and he began to say to him, Today... The scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So we see that Jesus says, guys, here's my mission. Here's my mission. I'm here to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And that includes good news to the poor. So that includes financial breakthrough. That includes a healthy overflow of finances that we can be 
a blessing to the others around us. And then Jesus continues in John 14, verse 12 to 14, and he says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Um, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you, and he will be with you forever, the Spirit of, the, the spirit of Truth. So here we see Jesus, at the beginning of his ministry, he says, guys, my mission is to preach good news to the poor. At the end, in John chapter 14, he says, guys, everything I've done, <laughs> you're going to do more, right? And then he says, but don't worry, I'm not leaving you alone. You're not going to do this on your own. The Holy Spirit is going to help you. I am leaving you with the Holy Spirit. And, and I really believe that that, that is a, a key message from the Father for us this morning, that Whatever it is that we're going through, whatever financial challenges that we're going through, whatever it is the dreams that we're going for versus the reality today, Holy Spirit is here to help us. Can I hear an amen? Holy Spirit is here to help us. So, I love the Bible that, that, that it gives so much instruction in these areas. So, so 1 Timothy chapter 6 is a fantastic uh, piece of scripture, and it says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And, um, you know, living in Joburg, there is the spirit of outdoing each other. There is a spirit of greed. There is a spirit of just wanting to hoard. And, and godliness with contentment is of great gain. So can we just be content in what the Lord has done? I mean, in, um, uh, I think it's Philippians 4.13, you know, Paul says, I've been with lack, I've been with plenty, but I've learned to be content in the Lord. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I mean, we quote that verse in all sorts of different contexts, right? We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But he was actually talking about just being content. And, and the Lord is enough for us. Can we be content? And, and Paul goes on to say in, in, in uh, 1 Timothy 6, he says that we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish, harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. And here's the famous verse. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many gifts, with many griefs. So, so, so Paul is warning us, guys, that says, hey, don't make manna your God. Don't, sorry, not manna, mammon. <laughs> don't make mammon your God. Don't make the spirit of money your God because that love of money leads to all kinds of evil. Right? But then he continues a little bit lower in, in uh, 1 Timothy 6, and he says, Command those who are rich in this present world. Wait, wait, Paul, you just told us not to love money, and now you're saying, Command those who are rich in this present world. So, so I think sometimes this is where we get it wrong, right? Sometimes we think, 
okay, the love of money is the root of all evil, so we must run away from money, we must shy away from money, we mustn't be rich. But I think what the Bible is saying to us, what Paul is saying to us here, is that money can't be our God, but money is a useful tool in the kingdom for the advancement of the kingdom. And so if it's a useful tool, there better be some advice for those who are rich right so so if, if it's a useful tool and if we're blessed to be a blessing well what is the advice for those who have a lot of money and so Paul goes there he says command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth which is so uncertain but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment command them to do good to be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of life that is truly life. So that's my prayer for us, that we would be those people who are rich in good deeds, generous, willing to share, laying up treasures for ourselves in heaven. Ephesians chapter 5, chapter 6, from five to nine. Now, so Paul is talking to the rich in, in, in First Timothy, but he's, he's also speaking to those who aren't so well off in, um, in Ephesians chapter six. And that's the beauty of the church, right? That, that God calls us to be a family, regardless of our economic structure, regardless of, of where we sit in the ladder, God commands us and calls us to be a family. And so, Paul talks to the more unfortunate parts of the family and he says, Slaves, be obedient to those who are your earthly masters with respect for authority and sincere heart, seeking to please them as service to Christ, not in the way of eye service. I love the Amplified Bible because it says eye service, working only when someone is watching you and only to please them, but as slaves to Christ, doing, doing the will of God from your heart, rendering service with goodwill. So hopefully there aren't any slaves in this room, but, but I think that most of us are servants. Most of us have a job. Even if we're running our own businesses, we have customers, we have clients, we have people that we serve. And so may we be those people who serve with excellence, who serve with a cheerful heart, who serve not just to show our boss that yes, I'm, I'm working, but but to say, boss, I appreciate this check that I get once a month, and, but I'm not just serving for you. I am serving unto the Lord. I am serving for a king, and I'm representing my king in this workplace. So, so that's the mission, guys. That's the mission. So Luke 4 is saying... Guys, preach good news to the poor. John 14 is saying those things that Jesus did, we can do more through the Holy Spirit. 1 Timothy 6 is a word to the rich, and, and, and Ephesians 6 is a word of service. But, next slide. That's what the Bible calls us to do, but sometimes there's a little bit of a mess, isn't there? Um, sometimes, you know, things don't go the way they're supposed to go. Next slide. So, um, so even Joseph had a mess, right? Um, Joseph, Joseph is such an interesting story for me because 
we meet him when he's 17. And, and, and when we meet Joseph, his father is Jacob. I mean, Jacob's name literally means deceiver, right? So Jacob had all of his family drama until he met with God, wrestled with him, turned his name into Israel. Then remember that, you know, um, some of uh, Jacob's deceiving ended him being deceived as well. And, and then he got married to not the woman of his dreams, <laughs> to Leah, and then, um, and then eventually uh, got married to, to Rachel, and then Rachel wouldn't fall, couldn't fall pregnant. Rachel really struggled to fall pregnant, and this was um, uh, Israel's love of his life. And so Rachel eventually falls pregnant and uh, gives birth to Joseph. And the Bible says, I mean, you, you just got to love the Bible, right? It's like, it's like days of our lives has nothing on, on some of these families, right? So the, the Bible says, the Bible says, Jacob loved his son Joseph more than all of his other children. And to show it, he gave him this multicolored coat, right? I, I mean, talk about a, a bit of family drama and, 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 and some unwisdom in the family. And then, the, and then, and then Joseph, so, so, so there's some extra, extravagance there, right? So, so, um, so, uh, Jacob uh, shows his love with some unhealthy extravagance towards Joseph. Now, Joseph was only 17, so it gets to his head, right? And he has this dream, and the first dream is that he sees these wheat sheaves growing, and then his wheat sheaf is like the main one, and, and, and then all his brothers are bowing down before him in this dream. And then, of course, being somewhat of an egotistical 17-year-old, he goes and tells all his bigger brothers, and the Bible says that his brothers hated him. I mean, that's quite strong, right? His brothers hated him. So, so that was his ego, and then he was so entitled, if you look later in the, in the chapter, it then talks about that he then, um, and I think it's uh, uh, Genesis chapter 37. He then, he's sitting, he's chilling with his dad. And, and, and his father says, oh, Joseph, your brothers are out in the fields looking after the sheep. Go and check in on them, right? I mean, it's, it's just such a wonderful life. You know, <laughs> the big brothers are working out. I mean, at 17, in those days, you should be working. You should be out there looking after the sheep. And some of his brothers are probably now in their 40s and their 50s. They're out working. He's chilling with dad. And, and, and there's just this element of entitlement. So he then gets to his brothers. And his brothers say, oh, look, there's that dreamer again. And, and eventually, you know the story, they end up saying, well, listen, we're tired of this guy. Let's kill him. No, let's not kill him. Let's sell him off. At least we can get some money out of him, right? And so that's how we meet Joseph in the Bible. And that is the story. That's, that's how Joseph's story begins. And you know the rest of the story. He goes into Potiphar's house. He goes into the prison. But eventually he gets uh, lands up in the palace. But his economic miracle, and, and this was just fascinating for me, decades later, right, his economic miracle was that he saved a whole entire region from famine. And what's powerful for me is how he did it. He said, right, we're going to have seven fat years 
and seven lean years. And one of the, one of the lessons that, that just rang in my heart as I was preparing for this morning is just how important it is to always have a backup, to always have savings, to always have something that says, listen, today might be fantastic, but hypothetically, maybe tomorrow there's a global pandemic and I can't actually earn like I was earning. And, and, and so just Joseph's wisdom in that is that to say, in those months of plenty, we need to be saving for the months of lack. And that's just real wisdom. And, and, and look, it took Joseph a few decades <laughs> to, get, to get all of that right. Um, I hope that we can get uh, uh, it right a little bit earlier. Can we go to the next slide? So this is our house. Many of you have been there. We, we, we love our house. It's, uh, it's a place where we just love to entertain. Um, we just love to just... Uh, somebody walked into our house uh, two weeks ago. I think we were having another birthday party at, at, at our house. And said, Pastor Sam, your house is like the fellowship house, isn't it? And I said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly what we, uh, what, what we love, uh, my wife and I. And... Um, and, and, and so we, we, we love to welcome people in our, into our home. We love to just be a blessing. But you know, the house itself wasn't always a blessing to us. Next slide. So the backstory here is that, um, you know, when we bought the house, it was a little bit more expensive than what we had budgeted for. And, 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 and the bank made a plan and it was fantastic. But then you know what happened? Life happened. Oh my gosh. The house comes with an electric fence, with a pool, with a gate motor, with an alarm. And guess what? In the first three months, all of those kind of took turns to just break down all, all over. And then, and then the cars then took turns to break down. And it was just like, oh my word. Life is happening. And then at the same time, like bonuses were drying up at work. At the same time, like clients were just either not paying or contracts came up and we had to get into new contracts. And so we, 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 we were in a mess for a while. And, um, and you know, sometimes life happens. And I think, and I think our lesson was that, you know, we need to, we need to, you know, we need to, work as if life does happen and 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 you know sometimes we also didn't realize the need for that back backup we didn't realize the need for that emergency funds and so when these things are all happening at once it's just like oh my word like what are we supposed to be doing and so and so that's our lesson from that season to say you know plan for the inevitable plan for things to go wrong sometimes and, 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 and we need to be having a backup plan and, and also even this under earning I mean we'll get to it just now but, but one of the things that we had to just um, my wife and I had to implement as a value in our family is multiple streams of income right to say that that sometimes one stream might die up dry up but if there's more streams of income coming in then at least there's a backup for in life life happens. So, so here's the method. Next slide. Iron Man is going to teach us what the method is. The method is trust in the Lord, maximize earnings, 
and manage expenditure. Next slide. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Proverbs 3, 5, 6, 9, and 10. So trust, right? So that, that important thing of putting your trust in the Lord. I remember, um, in fact, as, as I was sharing my notes with, uh, with Jolly, uh, my wife, last night, she was saying, you know, there was, a, there was a time in that season where she was walking in our driveway and, um, and, she, and, 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 and she just felt like, oh man, everything's wrong, the gate's broken, the electric fence is broken, the alarm's broken, and, um, and she just felt like, Ish, maybe we should just go back to our old house. And, um, and, 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 you know, the Spirit of the Lord was kind of like saying, ah, you know, sometimes you can be like the Israelites. Remember when we were talking about the Israelites, Pastor Carol was talking about, you know, going back to comfort, going back to that familiar space. But we must trust in the Lord that where he's called us to, he will provide for us, you know. So, so it's so easy to want to go back to Egypt. Um, submit to him. And this is why we're doing the series, right? We, we need to know the will of God so that we can submit to that will of God. And part of it, guys, is first fruits, is, is, is that tithe, it's that bringing the whole tithe into the storehouse of the Lord, is that making sure that the house of the Lord is, um, is, is provided for. And then, um, next slide, so maximize earnings. I just want to say that, um, and, and, and a lot of this next segment comes from a, a great teacher called Dave Ramsey, and, um, and he talks about the four walls, right? So he talks about food, housing, water and lights, transport. Those are the non-negotiables. And so if our earnings aren't covering these four, we are effectively in a financial emergency and we need to make a plan. And part of that plan is how are we going to maximize earnings. So if we could go to the next slide. I like, um, um, uh, I like Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1. And it says, invest in seven ventures. Yes, in eight you do not know what disaster may come in the land. And that's my, that's my last topic there about multiple streams of income. But before we get there, so if you are struggling to meet those four walls, that transport, that uh, lights and water, food, um, and the fourth thing, uh, and housing, right? Aim for an increase. If it means you have to change jobs, pray to the Lord about it. You know, we need to make our plan. But here's where it gets exciting. Um, for me, we've been focusing on multiple streams of income. So multiple streams of income can take various ways. Exchanging time for money, right? So saying, hey, um, can I consult to you? Can I come and cut your grass? Can I wash your car? So I'm exchanging time for money to earn more money. Um, I can exchange money for money, but of course that means you have to have money to exchange money for money, right? So this is buying property, buying shares, you get dividends. Um, yeah, buying property, you get rental income in. But, but I think the greatest 
the greatest way to maximize earnings is actually ideas for money, right? And so people talk about intellectual property. And what's great about the, the, the season that we live in is that you can create intellectual property and actually monetize it. So whether it's a YouTube channel, an Instagram uh, um, account, uh, Twitter, etc., you can generate content and figure out how to monetize it. And, and I'm not going to dive into that, but there's lots and lots of um, teachings on the internet that, uh, funny enough, all the YouTube uh, videos that you see about starting a YouTube channel are on YouTube. <laughs> and, so, and obviously they're trying to build their own uh, followership. But um, with the last few minutes I want to touch on is, um, is uh, the next slide. Managing expenditure. So Dave Ramsey talks about this, and he talks about seven baby steps. So what I love about these seven baby steps is that wherever you are in your financial journey, you can find yourself in this journey and start it from wherever you are. So, so if you are in that financial crisis, if COVID's been tough on your business, if you've lost a job, if, if your spouse has lost their job because of COVID or whatever, um, Dave Ramsey suggests starting with your emergency savings. He talks about $1,000, and this is for, like last week happened to me, when your tire bursts and you have to pay 3,000 Rand for a new tire, that's what that $1,000 emergency savings is. I don't know, in our world, maybe it's 15,000 Rand, maybe it's 20,000 Rand. Whatever you can, have that pot of emergency savings. Then he says, after that, you start with your debt snowball. Start with the smallest debt and work your way up. It's not the mathematically right way, but it's the emotionally right way. If you are paying off that Edgar's card and it's only 700 Rand, and then you've got like a personal loan that's 20,000 Rand, start with the Edgar's card. Just getting that 700,000 Rand closed just emotionally gives you grace, you know? Sorry. Oh, did I say 700,000? Please don't have a 700,000 Rand Edgar's account. <laughs> 700 Rand. <laughs> then save three months expenses. So this is what I've been talking about all sermon, um, which we had to kind of learn. Save for retirement. Um, and, 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 you know, so much, so, you know, my, my wife is in the financial, in, is in the retirement space. And only 6% of South Africans actually retire with enough money to continue the same lifestyle uh, through retirement. So, so we need to be saving for retirement and then saving for kids' college. Obviously, in the U.S., this is a big issue. Might be a little bit less for us. And then after that, he talks about paying off the house. So that debt snowball doesn't include the house in, in number two. And then give generously. And of course, give generously. This is over and above your tithes and offerings, which we're doing through all the seven baby steps. So I'm going to close up with this. I'm going to close with some tools for the mission. So that's uh, Mr. Dave Ramsey himself. Um, Total Money Makeover is probably his main book. Uh, I recommend that you get that. Uh, fantastic book. You can get it on uh, Kindle. I think it's probably like $14, $20. 22.7 is an app from Old Mutual. What I love about it is it helps me budget. What I do is it uploads all of my transactions from my bank and, and all my other kind of service providers, and I can see clearly where my money is going on a, on a monthly budget, so that's, that's great. Easy Equities, 
if you are into uh, share trading, that's a great uh, resource um, for, for share trading. And then on my last slide, um, Stash by Liberty. Stash is so cool. It, um, it, it links to your card. And then what it does is that you tell it how much you want to save on a daily basis. So if you say, I want to save just 10 Rand a day, it will slowly just pull that money out of your card. If you say, I want to I save um, every time the sun's out or every time ESCOM uh, load sheds, it does all of those things. Every, every day I want to save 10 cents and then grow it um, by another 10 cents every day. Uh, Stash does that and it does it automatically and it puts it into a tax-free savings account. Um, so that's also fantastic. So I love that. But you might be surprised by social media here. And, and, and my view on social media is we're going to do social media either way, right? We know it's unhealthy, but we're going to do it anyway. So, so here's how you turn social media into making it healthy. Curate who you follow, right? So if you're looking for financial tips and tricks, there are so many great accounts, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, follow these guys. And so what happens with me is, you know, I'm on a break and I'm scrolling through Instagram mindlessly. But what happens is I see all of these guys who are like, here's a share tip and here's how to improve your savings and here's how to get out of debt and here's how to multiply and here's how to be a blessing. And so I, 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 I curate my social media to say, okay, Lord, what do I need in the season? Um, and of course, I, I follow all sorts of other um, guys as well, whether it's family, uh, whether it's worship, whether it's other topics. If I follow these guys, then social media actually starts to work for me, and, um, and I can do that. So in conclusion then, our mission is we are blessed to be a blessing. But sometimes there's a mess, and we're not blessed, and we're not a blessing. So really, we've been exploring some ideas of what the Bible says about finances and how we can do that. Thank you so much. Such a great, I'm a bit such a great word, Sam. Thank you. Can we give him another hand? us to pray. I feel like we need to pray for every person who doesn't have a job. Sam, will you, will you pray for them? I feel like we need, we need a miracle of an open door for you. So if that's you and you don't have a job or, you, or you're wanting to improve your job, can we pray for you? So if that's you, wouldn't you mind standing up? And we just really want to believe for a miracle for you. Yeah, the church staff have just been told they may not stand up. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you that you are a God of provision. And Lord God, we just release miraculous provision in this house right now in Jesus' name. Lord God, every single person, we, we sang it earlier, Lord God, that something has to break. You are the God of the breakthrough, Lord God. And we just release breakthrough this morning, uh, Lord God. We just say jobs increases promotions in Jesus name jobs increases promotions let's just repeat that jobs increases promotions in Jesus name one more time jobs increases promotions in Jesus name father thank you that you are the God 
who meets every need, Lord Jesus, that, Lord God, those four walls would be taken care of for every single person in our congregation, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your wisdom coming into our hearts, Lord God, teaching us how to manage the gifts that you've given us, Lord God, and the provision that you give us in Jesus' name. Let's give him a shout of praise.